I tell them all the time, all the time. I still ain't figured this out. I'm in it for the long run. I still ain't figured this out, man. She said she got the answers. I still ain't figured this out. She said he got the cues. I still ain't figured this out, man. And welcome to another episode of the Crappy Awesome Podcast, man. It's your host, Kill C. Ray. Make sure you check us out at platformcollection.com. Um, go over there, check out all the artists and um, things that we support. The commentary we have, the shows we make. It's one big community. Um, if it's your first time tuning in to Crappy Awesome, make sure you follow us on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spreaker, um, all that good stuff. Anywhere podcasts are found. Follow us, rate us. You can catch this live on YouTube. Some of you are catching it right now. But you can always catch Crappy Awesome live on YouTube. We put up a reminder when we're about to go on. Um, there is no scheduled releases because uh, we just do it when we do it. You guys know. We've given you 340-some episodes for free. You're cool. You're cool with it. Um, but today I got a really dope guest, man. Uh I like to say one of my best friends, one family member, fresh state fam. Um, what else could I say about him? He's a he's an award winner. He is um, a dancer. <laughs> he dances. I've seen him dance at his shows. You could catch that. He's part of the world famous Parker Meridian Collective band, super super group, um, and he's also part of a new group which is which he's here to talk about today man um this is super dope i've gotten a chance to look behind the curtain a little bit and see how this project was coming together and i also helped uh direct a project a film project that you guys the public will see maybe later in the year sometime maybe 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 next year maybe never um or you can go to the elephants in the room band camp and uh is it you? They can get your single there, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so they can get a single there. Um, but where do they go get the? Where do they get the package? I mean, you can't. You're not even delivering just everywhere, right? Everywhere in everywhere in San Diego, we deliver, and then we mail to anywhere in the country. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, Parker Edison is here. Give it up, yes. This is the the Rona studio audience. Um. Parker, man, welcome to the show. Thank you for being on, bro. Um, truth be told, we've been talking about doing this for a minute. And something always comes up, right? Mm. Um, so far, um, it's not like we don't see each other a lot. We do see each other. We see each other. Parker's probably one of my friends that I see the most. Um, and... We're constantly working on things, and we're just constantly kicking it. But um, doing these kind of conversations where we record them, I think we have way more of those conversations where we're like, we should have recorded that, right? <laughs> it's always that. It's yeah. always that. Yeah. So I feel like it's – this is – like we're finally doing it justice, I think. Or we're at least going to try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is this is new for me, dude. I've been um, this is you're my second actual guest on the show, um, and we're doing video. How do you feel about it? Do you like it? 
it's it's we'll see how it is goes. it weird only because we usually have these conversations like walking through some some weird right. place sometimes in another state sometimes it's on a hotel balcony you know what i mean so yeah i guess in that way it's different and like it uh, and at the very least right would be like a, in podcast form but with no video and that does it adds something it adds and we'll find out if it takes away right cuz i don't know like i'm still I'm you guys are watching this on YouTube live. Some of you are watching on YouTube live. Some of you are catching it on um, IGTV platform TV. Um, But wherever you're catching it from, when we're doing it live, I'm looking at a screen that shows all the goodness behind (laughs) behind everything. Like there's a bunch of buttons and there's a bunch of stuff going on for your tech heads. One day we'll talk about that. But um, it's hard not to glance at yourself every once in a while because you catch your, you catch yourself out of your out of the corner of your eye um parker's looking at a camera himself right now but he also is able to see himself right you're able to see yourself on the screen yes sir yeah so this is a whole new thing for us um <laughs> i've never i and people have literally been asking for this for a minute you know um they've been asking for like the video version of this show and I can honestly say, in fact, I just did an interview on this. Um, I can honestly say it was just, it wasn't that we didn't want to do it. It was just a technology thing for us, really. Like, how do we make this happen and work with the way that we do business at Platform? Like, we could get a studio and go there and record every single day, but that's just not how we work at Platform. We have staff that's all over the city. They're all working artists. So people are usually on their own schedules and we want to be able to do the show whenever we want to be able to do it. Um, And now I think technology has finally caught up to a point where shit, anybody can do it now. Anybody can do some sort of uh, live streaming from their home or whatever. But yeah. And so we're here. And then the pandemic obviously ushered in a bunch of projects that we were all kind of working on. Um, And that gets me into... Parker, you were not just working on a project. You had completed a project. You have a completed project. And you were beginning like the first parts of the working the record. And then the pandemic hit. What what was your first? Like, did it hit you right away? Did it take a while to go like, oh, this is going to be a little longer than we. This is longer than you anticipated, right? You could say that. Yes, me too. But, I mean, how did it hit you initially? Very slowly. And just the... I just got the effects. I wasn't foreseeing it. I would just get like, oh, the venues are closed. Oh, people aren't buying on Spotify. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I just get the results. So you weren't like... Was there any anxiety or worry building Lu- at that time? Like early on? No, luckily. No, I don't think it's set in. I think... Getting it, I got it really slow, so I was able to process it. Oddly enough, yeah, yeah. And then once it did hit, now you're you had to, um, and you know, obviously, I'm talking to you like I don't know. They don't know, right? Um, but <laughs> um, you had to like put the brakes on. Sir, you were about to go on tour. Platform Collection was was putting ele- the elephants in the room out on tour. Um, there was artists on that bill that were touring for the first time ever. Um, and, and we had to kind of like put a hold just because of the, I mean, things are what they are. They're, 
they're hard to predict right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how did it change the way that you like decided to approach the record? Um, I think it just kept being react. I like to plan. Mm-hmm. I like to be strategic. And with, yeah. with this one, it was almost like that. The the Bruce Lee philosophy of, of seeing what was coming towards me and shaping my movement to that. Right. And so... Being water. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and so mm. we we had these plans to, to do a, a, a very unique stage show and bringing it around the West Coast, but we were already looking towards intimate venues. That was already something that we were we were looking at. So part of what started to happen was I felt um I felt like we were going in the direction that we should be. You know what I mean? Because some of the stuff we were already looking at before the pandemic hit is 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 still gonna work. It might even work better now in a weird way. Right. Um to unpack that a little bit because people um People might not be aware yet that you went into this with like this already preconceived plan on how you wanted to roll it out. You always do that though, right? Like that's kind of part of you putting together a record. Like it's not just the songs, like you're thinking about all that stuff, right? Always. Always. Yeah. So you um you had this plan where you were already gonna I, I would say if I had to, as an outsider looking in, I could go, it seemed very, like, fan-focused. Like, very, like, we're going to our fans. Yeah, yeah. And we wanted a much more individual experience. Um, so we were, with the tour, we were already moving away from kind of the, the um, what do you call it, the mosh pit feel. We didn't want to pack out you know, 2000 people in a room for this, this, these shows, we were looking to do something intimate and up close anyway. So now with the pandemic, I think that's the, the, the best thing to do moving forward now is to do these kind of close shows. I think that'll be the the first incarnation of live shows will be close, intimate type things. And so, um, the plans we already had really kind of still worked and that was a wonderful thing to find out that we didn't have to just scrap everything and start from scratch we just had to in some ways wait on some parts of our plan and in other parts just implement them a little bit differently and that that kept me from losing my shit and just Mm -hmm. feeling you know this this is part of the game this is part of the flow right and almost like um what you built like this was like the perfect like testing pad for it almost sort of like to see if it really would like does this really work when when it at one time it was like a choice and then it became the only option to like deliver it in the way that you guys are delivering it now you're basically you got a beer sponsor right amplified ales Uh um made you guys your own beer they did they made us elephants in the room lager <laughs> yeah which is named after the band and the album and deliver is a fantastic word because instead of doing the live shows and letting people go buy the single and buy the product we made the delivery service and we we kind of created a dispensary mm. type thing where we're delivering the product and we're delivering it beer and it becomes a home entertainment uh, experience and so yeah yeah we had to kind of angle it differently yeah and then you um so with the package right now, people are getting beer, right? Like two beers? Yes, sir. And a DVD of a film that you directed and wrote. Yes. Um, talk about the film. 
Uh, it is an homage to uh, MTV's Who's the Man, which is a movie that came out in the late 90s that featured, it was like a who's who at that time. And so this film short is that. It's a who's who, it's a music video, and it's an homage to, to old MTV. And we put the DVD together with some little extras so that you can watch it at your house. And, you know, the idea is you, you get the package delivered to your house. You watch it in the comfort of your home. Everything is sterile. You drink the beers, you have the popcorn. And it's, it's kind of a throwback to something that, that millennials aren't always familiar with, but other cats know the blockbuster experience, you know what I mean? Home home video experience. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's dope, man. Um, so now you're at a place where so this is, this is full bloom now though. Like these, these packages are already being delivered um, and they have the – technically they have – because the film is in some way an introduction to the music of Elephants in the Room. Like it, it builds up to that, right? I don't want to blame it for – I don't want to ruin it for people. But there's there's a build to the revelation of like that this is what Elephants in the Room is going to sound like. Um, but they're not – but the album isn't out yet. No, this is just promotion for the single. Right. So when do when when do you think the people will see the album? Or is there is there like a roundabout time right now for that? Or are you guys still kind of just filling it out? No. Um we just got the the album mixed and mastered and returned to us from Luke Henshaw mm-hmm. of Planet B. Um we just got it yesterday. So we're putting the finished touches on the art. And we actually have, we did that first film short. That's an eight-minute film short. It's original material. And we actually have um, a longer piece that we're going to do. So we'll do a second run with either another beer or more beer. And then we'll do another video, an extended video. And the whole idea is um, this isn't Spotify. This isn't YouTube. You get the video. You sit with it at your house and you watch it. You sit with it. And you sit with the single and then you have some time to, to let it all set in. And then we bring out the album and hopefully you sit with the album and you do the same thing. We're trying to slow you down. You can't get it on Spotify. You can't get the video on YouTube. Everything has to be in your house. You got you to gotta sit down, take the time with it, the home video experience. That's dope, man. And, and I think it's um, – I've seen the response has been crazy. Um, you guys almost sold out, right? You're, you're almost yes. sold out. Yeah. Yes. So that's crazy. I mean, that's crazy off top. I remember initially just talking about the, the idea of like first putting together the beer idea and how that all came. It seems like it went by, it, it came quick, but when I really think about it, like all the steps were, there were a lot of steps to get to this point right here, right? Different people doing a lot of people working hard, actually, right? Yeah. Even people outside of the group that were just like on time schedules. I'm thinking about like the brewers and like these people like canning this stuff. They did the artwork, original artwork on the beer. Mm-hmm. Some of the beers, I don't, yeah, like I already told you, I don't even think some people are even gonna open them, right? Um, because it's such a dope little art piece as well. Um, but it's, dude, it's, I was thinking, I mean, you know, you and I like to get meta. Like there was def, there's definitely like something weird about getting the beer right now too. Like the, like the two cans of beer that are made, it's not like a major brand. Amplified is super dope, um, but they're not, it's not Budweiser, you know, so 
it's it's dope to see like something like because I feel like we're almost in a time right now where like the value is there's a lot of value in proximity. You know what I mean? Because people can't go places and do things. So the ability to like kind of rely on something like, oh, like I, I'm going to get a good beer, some good art, and it's going to come right to my door in this world where things do get delivered so much. I mean, it's just like there's so many layers to it. Was that – was the, any of the layers – was that playing a role in it? Like, did you think about that ahead of time? Like, I, I'm just trying to get into your mind on like how how do you come up with something like this? We we absolutely were thinking of that, and the model that we were following was the dispensary and McDonald's. The idea that the dispensary delivers this thing to your house and they save you the trip so that you can enjoy it. Primarily, the other thing is you know you do what you get from a dispensary, you don't want to be out driving. And so when you get beer, you don't want to be out driving. So we use that model and delivering it to people's houses. And then the idea that McDonald's is closed, but if people could have Happy Meals delivered to their house, they would for their entertainment. Mm. And so that's what we did. And basically our album, our DVD, uh, we might do a poster. Um, That is the Happy Meal toy. And the... Beer is the Happy Meal. So people will continue to buy the Happy Meal regardless. But our our music, our video can be an accent that they can enjoy while they're enjoying right. their Happy Meal. That was always the idea. Yeah. And like you even – like you – like what does that look like in your head? Are you like picturing them like, all right, they're playing the music and they're drinking my beer and – you know what I mean? Like, are you pick, are you going that far with it when you're when you're coming up with the idea? Absolutely, to the yeah. t- to the point of sending two beers is enough that you don't. You might get a buzz, you get the buzz, but you don't get drunk. Or <laughs> it's enough that you can share it with somebody, or you can drink one and save the other. Like, definitely thinking that. Definitely thinking in that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's dope, man. Like, that's did you did you develop to? Do you feel like you develop to that level of like, like artistry or did you, when you started off, were you, were you always like making stuff that was kind of like out of the box, a little complicated, a little layered, you know what I mean? Like, was that something that you were just gravitate? You, you understand what I'm saying? Like there's people who like played Madden, right? Like on, on fucking playstation and then there's those people who like to play those games where they have to read like it's like almost like reading a book mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. What, what like what was it for you that like made your stuff so layered i'm schizophrenic although not not clinically yeah that's the way my brain works naturally and i learned i learned really long ago that like i can't fly an airplane because i don't have that type of attention span <laughs> but i can do I can do four different things at the same time, you know what I mean, as long as I get to have my own time schedule for them. And so I I just created stuff the way I naturally thought, you know what I mean? Like if you don't – and with this, I'm competitive. So I was like, okay, you, you do what I do, but is your beer going to be better than mine? Okay, all right. Was your video better than mine? Oh, okay, okay. Was yeah, the yeah. video as big as mine? Oh, okay, okay. Was the single as hot as mine? Okay, okay. Did it sell as much? And this is just the single and not the album. 
those layers are like they they defend it from ever being whack. You know what I mean? There's always yeah. some level of success in there to keep you're like with. you're like um like fortifying, like right? Like it, it seems like you're just you're stacking like more and more cement on the wall, like completely. Yeah, you know the eggs in one basket. I, if it was just a single, you might be like, I hate that single. The end. Yeah, but now it's like ah, you got these other other things that you might enjoy. And it's the home and video home video experience, which is like, you might not necessarily care for the beer or the movie, but you might just dig the, the, the time that you got to critique. Yeah. 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 That experience. Right. Like, yeah. like you're um, like the consuming of the, of the product almost makes it almost forces you into an experience no matter what. Right. Like it, you're, if you decide to like buy the beer and get the DVD. You're almost committing to like, all right, I'm, I'm going to take in part of this, right? right. Like, I'm going to take in part of this vision somehow. That's, I mean, that's it's it's crazy because I think that I, well, I mean, I know there's a lot of people, especially it seems like with a lot of the younger generations too. Um, but now I guess it spreads across the generations. But like the collector thing. You know, like people like to collect stuff, um, like they collect baseball cards, comic books. Now you see it a lot in like the video game stuff. And it's it's the same spirit behind it and of like, I want this thing that maybe not everybody can have because I don't want it to get ruined. Not because I don't want everybody to have it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's that it's that kind of attitude. And like the the idea that you're you're getting a chance to discover something, whether it's a moment, whether it's, you know, it's just that experience of like, yo, I got to, I discovered this. I looked, I looked under this product and boom, I got, you know, I got a, an experience. I got a conversation about the DVD. And then we got into this whole other thing about, you know, independent art. And like, it's, it's dope that you put all those elements into the thought process, but does it at the same time as I'm saying it, as I'm literally saying it, doesn't it get um does it wear on you that all those things are going at one time, like the ideas? In the in the creative process, like does it tire me? Yeah. Uh no, because again, I'm like, although not clinically, I'm I'm rather schizophrenic. So this is I got four clocks going regardless. Yeah. So it all I'm doing is telling you what time it is on each. But how do you run an engine like that? Like, you know what I mean? Like in the, at those gears forever without it like breaking down at some point. That's it's, it's what you do naturally. Like nobody I know can tell you how their lungs work. Yeah. But but they do. And you just take that for granted. And that's, that's good. You just, "Eh, that's going to work. So until that gives you a problem and it's your job to go, and then sometimes you do lung work to make sure that it works. Yeah. So, you know, that's just a metaphor to say it, it it's how it, it naturally does it. And I just have to, I just depend on it yeah. to, to work that so way. So it's not, it doesn't ever come like to be like something that's bothersome to you? It can be, it can be in this other way. Because if you create, let's say with this, I have four different things going. Okay. Well, I'm going to take each one of those to the next level. So I want the film to go into the film awards to see if it wins. I want the album to go into the music awards to see if it wins. I want the beer to, you know, rate somehow. So those are time consuming. And 
if I want to be a poop butt, I can start it and leave it wherever it goes. But, you know, if I really want to complete those things to their fruition. Yeah, yeah. You have to see it to the end. Yeah, and that can be time consuming. And yeah, as life comes, <clears throat> you know, you get things like this pandemic, in which case it takes your focus off of things sometimes. And so, again, though, I tie that back to say that's that was to say how this whole planning was a blessing that the natural plans that we had actually moved better with the pandemic in a weird way. It, it, it worked better with the pandemic. So that was a good signal to go in that direction. Yeah, man. Okay. So let's, let's talk about the pandemic a little bit. Um, you, I mean, what's your thought on it overall now? What, what are we, how many, are we three months in? Uh, I feel like two, I feel like March, I guess it's three March, March 13th. April. Yeah. I feel like yeah. March 13th was Friday the 13th was the day that I recall. Yeah. Um, so now, now that we've had some, some running room, what, what do you think? It doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't throw me off too bad. Um, I think initially, I think the biggest buck back that you have is that humans made plans and we're a little bit worried that those plans may not come to fruition. And that includes, um, being able to be alive for our children to go to colleges or even that colleges exist so that they can have the, the kind of successful lives that we imagine right. them to have. Those plans have been bucked. However, you know, if nothing else, the planet has been going for 2000 years and the carbon has been eaten by the, the, the trees. The, there's a plan that's bigger than us. You know what I mean? And so far it hasn't led to complete chaos or destruction. So, Aside from our apprehension and our plans not coming to fruition, everything else is actually a little bit better. This is the most loving I've seen people being. Um, this is the most conscious-minded I've seen society behaving. This is people getting a break from their corporate struggles, you know what I'm saying, and, and not literally slaving for the man. This is people, not everybody, but this is some people who worked incredibly hard, whether they chose to or not, getting a break and maybe letting their bodies catch up with the work they've been doing mm. for X amount of time. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, we, I, I told you yesterday that we, <clears throat> we were supposed to do this yesterday and I was just feeling out of it. Um, I think in, Looking back on it now, like, I feel like I was just consuming way too much of it. You know what I mean? On um, It was on everything. You know, I was watching it on um, Instagram, Facebook. YouTube was playing it. All my friends are talking about it. Um, and so not only is, like, the, like the pandemic coupled with like the social stuff that's going on right now um like stacked you know what i mean like not only is it stacked on us i just feel like um you know like i'm i'm a pretty firm believer in like people share energy with each other and i think it's a real thing i think people can I think you can walk into bad energy you could there's a bunch of i feel like energy is what is what rules this world and i have to think that if the energy that is the majority of the world is outputting a certain type of energy right now. Um, and it's not, it's not necessarily a negative thing, but it's not, um, a very like loving and caring thing right now. Cause it's just not the time for that. You know, it's, it's not, it's not, a, it wouldn't be appropriate. You know, it would, it's like we, we were talking about, you know, hip hop artists, 
<clears throat> Dude, I can tell you this. I was watching my stream yesterday. And I was like, I, I shouldn't have an issue with this, but I did. But I was looking at people posting, like, their new song coming out. Like, yesterday, right? There's all this stuff um, with George, you know, about George Floyd and Black Lives Matter. Um, and we're independent. I mean, there's just so much going on. It just felt, it felt like, to me, I was like, why are people... Why would you think that that would be a good idea right now? You know? And and part of me was trying to check myself and go like, well, maybe that's their way. Like, that's their cathartic way of, like, getting stuff out. You know? Which, you know, I don't know. Not everybody has the same tools. Right? So, I didn't – I wanted to, like – I had to process that. Like, why am I being – why am I mad about this? And it just came down to, like – Fuck, I want to – you want people to care more, right? You want people to understand in full what is happening as opposed to like pieces of what's happening. Um, And that can get frustrating. But like with you, bro, like we've had many a conversation about a lot of this stuff before it was even happening um, or just in retrospect about stuff that had happened prior – um, and we're, we constantly talk about social issues. When you look at like the current state with the pandemic and now it seems like we've done this weird transition, right, into this this whole other world. We woke up literally into like a whole new world and it changed so quickly, right? Like we had so much um, – worry and anxiety about this invisible thing that could possibly kill us and then immediately went into okay let's let's again because it's not like we haven't done this before but let's again re-examine like race relations in america but there's also this tinge of frosting on all of this of like oh there is a there are new participants to this now than it was like, say when we were younger or our parents were younger, the new participants, the a younger generation is when they're saying like, it's unacceptable. They mean it in a different way than us because they haven't been exposed to it as much. So when it's being, when it, when it's being, when they are being exposed to it, their re, their natural reaction now because of all the stuff they see around the world and the internet their experience they're like oh no we can't we can't even move forward is if what do we no we can't do that right we can't kill kill minor you can't treat minorities different you can't treat black people different like and they really and it's a sincere place it's coming from a sincere place because I talked to a lot of the younger cats. And they seem genuinely like, oh, what the hell is this? What is this thing? We can't go. We need to stop. We need to stop right now and restructure everything. And it's so weird that our generation, the generation before us, um, a lot of them fought so hard to have that moment, right? Like, the, let's let's get to the moment of like, no, no, that's it. That's it. it. Right? Um 
but it happened now. Like, do you feel this is different than than past protests? No, not one bit. What do you? How do you see it? Uh, this is the same thing that has been cultivating. Um, I mean, it's been cultivating the whole time, but um, certainly in the last ten years, it's really, really uh, picked up. I remember um, maybe it was James Lee Bird was was like a black man in like early two thousand who was tied to a, a truck and dragged to death. Mm. It's not, you know what I'm saying? Like yep. it, it hasn't, it, it hasn't stopped. There's always been a situation. And part of that is something that is interesting where people are like, cause I do see what you're saying. And I do see people were like, we can't stand for this anymore. And part of the problem being black, I'll say that for myself, mm-hmm. part of them being black. Cause I'm like, what do you mean you can't now? Like you've been chilling. Where yeah. were you? You know, Trayvon was not number three. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. where were you? Where you been? And so, um, but you have to kind of let the learning curve take and and you can't get angry at people when they do catch on. You can't all, you can't be mad for people not knowing and then get mad because they know late. Right. So, right. Um, yeah. yeah, that's what I think about that. So do you think that, um, so what is it like in your perspective that is different right now? If there is differences, like you said, you, you can see that there's people that seem to be upset in a different way. Like what, it, what is it? What do you credit that to? I'm trying to figure it out myself. Like, I don't know why now. Dear God, please. Not, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say, please forgive me for the skepticism that, that this is going to be. But it's the truth I feel right now. Mm-hmm. It's just that people had time off from their jobs. Yeah. It, it, if we weren't in pandemic. I one, mean, I think that's a legit assumption there wouldn't be time to to protest first of all because people would have their jobs and they would be on that shit and then the other thing is people would be too tired to Mm -hmm. care about that and then people would be too tired to care about it for any length of time yeah people are going like to five in the morning and then they're there the next i turn on the tv and they're all there again but that's also because they've been shut in so what you have now is this is what would have happened if it was party time motherfuckers would have been partying like this it would have been mardi gras it just happens to be that the party is a positive thing to a degree. The whole thing now is it needs to stay focused because it can easily spin. One one of the things that needs to maintain is people need to be saying uh, the interactions between police and people of color. That is where this conversation started, and that part needs to be not finished but completed before you know people start trying to widen the scope right, so that right, everyone right. reaps the advantage cuz i hear people being like you know we're tired of of, of a number of things i'm not going to do the impression but sure yeah that's important for it to to maintain its its direction and to complete some of the goals the initial goals by the people who set these goals in action you know there was something that that i saw yesterday that again it was it was just looking at things and letting things bother me and i was like ah I saw um I saw Mexican people putting up a, a brown like an all brown square. You know how yesterday was was Blackout Tuesday in, in case you didn't you, you didn't catch this live. Um and you know everybody put up, you know, a lot of d- 
there was a lot of discussion on that that whole thing. But um, the one of the things, one of the actions was people were going to put up a black. They're going to black out their Instagram post, um, and people were just posting a black screen. And I saw some Mexican cats post brown ones, right? <clears throat> and and here's the thing about that to me is that nobody's saying not what that what what they're saying, right? Nobody's saying not brown lives. But I saw that on the level of people who say like all lives matter. And it's because and and the the that to me was the same action as like the people who with the with the um blackout tuesday i i did some research this morning and i'm looking at where did the i wanted to know where the first like the negative reaction came from right i wanted to know where where did they follow that back cuz the first thing i saw and this is this is no lie um, the first thing I saw were, were certain people putting up like, man, I'm not going to do that. Uh, basically more of like, it's a conspiracy, blah, 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 blah. Right. But the people who were posting those things were not people that I would follow. Get me. And they were people that I was like, uh, they all, I would expect them to do that. Cause they are always on that. If I didn't think of it, it's, it must not be real or, you know, like, and I was just like, fuck, why are we so petty in a time when we can't afford to be petty, right? The And so I, I just traced it back, and it was like some pop star. It was like some pop star. It wasn't even like anybody of any prominence. Or, they were just – they and they put out an idea of like a conspiracy. Like maybe this is a conspiracy. And then it just went fucking nuts. And I'm like, fuck. That's how easy it is for – and that just – it just made me angry because I was like it – why are we so easily, you know, diverted from like the goal, right? Like yes, brown lives matter. Yes, we get it. All Yes, yes, we under fucking – there is nobody of minor intelligence that doesn't understand that all lives matter. Think about the ridiculousness of the phrase, right? But – it's just like you said. It, it's just logical. Like, let's just take all the emotion out of it. It is logical to finish a conversation and come to some conclusion before we move on to the next topics, right? And if the initial conversation was was literally about cops and black people, I'm not even going to say people of, of color because that's not really what it was. It was cops and black people. And if you chose to get involved off that initial thing, and then you were like, yeah, but also, you don't – that to me, that's the same thing, dude. It's right. It's the exact same thing as people saying all lives matter. It, it's, it's like I want the thing that I care about to matter too. Don't forget the thing that I care about as if the thing that we're all talking about isn't enough – to get behind. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, I see it happen politically, and I don't know. I don't know if there's a remedy. I think that's just the way the machine goes um, where people want their voice to be heard. So they go and they, they speak their voice, and that's that's beautiful. Brown lives do matter. Um, blue lives do matter, you know, in that context. Um, 
But at the same time, when you have Black Lives Matter movement going and they're putting abolish ICE already in there, we don't need to split the the cause a third way by right. adding brown lives. So there is such a thing as needing to prioritize. Um, and at the same time, here's the real flip to it, man. And this is what I try and remember to myself is that Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, we're wrong. They're not wrong. Their job is to uh, sell and get there's to sell ad and do whatever they can to get attention to sell ads. That's the purpose of social media to do right. any desperate low down thing they need to do to get attention. So they're not there to resolve things. So when we bring something on Twitter and you're hoping for true resolution and understanding, that is doing the opposite of what Twitter's entire algorithm and staff is in place to do. They're made to create attention through chaos. So, you know what I mean? It's it's one of those weird things where I'm like, we have to remember that they want people to intercept our good message and cause confusion. Like, that's the name of the game. Right. And yesterday was a right. fantastic it would be naive, curve. It would be naive to think that there isn't. I was talking about this same thing with, about the um, the crime that you're seeing, right? right? That um, Which, again, this is something that I am hopeful about from the media because of, because of the pressure, though. Not because of voluntarily, but the media has been sticking to the narrative of making a, a line in the sand and going, no, 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 the people making crime, that they're not the protesters, right? And that was something in the past that used to get all lumped together. But that's what I'm saying. There, There is a generation of protesters now that are like, no, wait, let's go back. What did you say? What did you say? No, 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 no. And they'll stop you, right? Like they'll stop it right in – right as it's happening and it's been working but what i was saying about the crime thing okay if you and i right were head of a crime family everyone in our family does crime which means it's sopranos like if something falls off the back of the truck we'll sell it if somebody gives you some grapes we'll sell them right that really exists that's not on just tv i think people think that might just be that really does exist like that is how crime works in the majority of the cities. It is about how can I get the most for the least. So if you know that those those uh, organizations are spread tremendously from gangs to organized crime to corruption, and then there's an opportunity to come up, right, and not get arrested – not ha- like literally if you sold i stolen iPads and now you can walk into the Apple store and just empty it out why would you not do that right and it's it's almost like a not, i feel like we're being very naive about that like oh no this must just be you know confused youth and blah 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 right. yeah or it could just be the crime that's always there yeah. And crime takes advantage of situations like this. It's the the Joker and the Batman thing, right? Yeah. Joker wreaks havoc. Crime goes crazy because it's always been there. Yep. It's 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 we're just looking the other way, and we think because it's happening simultaneously that it's it's connected, and it's not. It's there's we're watching a few different things happen right now, right? You know, and and I agree too that I think we have to like stay on focus. We have to stay. 
and and, and even I've even seen he, it's interesting about like the family, right? George Floyd's family, um, who, by the way, are they rightfully so are going to demolish that police force. It's already I mean, the amount of money that has been raised to they're going to demolish them. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it, it's it got to feel I always feel I always wonder, like, I wonder what that feelings like of like my the, my son's my son or my brother or my family members death sparked this movement. Right. This this energy that literally wrapped around the planet. Um, but at the end, the celebration, if there is one, will be for all black lives, right? Like, it's going to be, if there's something at the end where people can say, like, okay, we achieved something, um, George Floyd, the death of George Floyd becomes, like, a catalyst, but one of many, as opposed to, like, the thing, right? And... That's weird. It's like a weird – it's a weird thing that's happening, right? Because somebody just got killed yesterday, in fact. Somebody was just killed yesterday by a cop, and I saw them already posting his name. Yeah. Right? So that name's already going out as well, which rightfully so. Yeah. But it is weird how like, oh, this is going to change. It's almost like a baton thing, like this weird fucking distorted baton pass of like pain, you know what I mean? Like here, well, now it's this person's name that's going to carry the pain and they'll spark, they'll be the call for the next, you know, fire. Like that shit is, that shit is heavy, bro. Sure wish that fire would go the fuck out. Right. You know, they don't really need any more coals. Yes. Right. Because it just, it just, that is what has been happening, right? Like it, this has been built on. Fuck, how many lives has this been built on? Let's be on, let's be for real for real. How many lives? It's genocide. It's absolute fucking genocide. We're talking over 400 years, not just since we've had documented media. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's that's insane to me. And you know, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the um you were saying you can't get upset for people catching on late or whatever. How do you, in your in your eyes, if you had to give a white person advice on how do I, what do I do? You know, there's a white person that comes to you and they're like, I don't, what do I do? I don't, I don't think I hate black people. I, I have, you know, the whole, I have black friends. All, what do I do? Oh, you. Do the exact, you pick one person that means a lot to you, and then you pick another person of, of the opposite sex who means just as much, and then any decision you make, you just put their faces into it. So before you, um, uh, I'm trying to think, I don't want to use this one particular example, but let's just say uh, uh, before you cheat somebody out of their rent money, just think, you know, hey, if that was my son or daughter, you know what I mean? Getting cheated, yeah. would that be it? Um, if my son or daughter perhaps passed away in such a horrible way, would I want that particular picture 
to be out there or would I want to choose another picture perhaps? Yeah. You know what I mean? Those that that very simple thought, if that if that was my child with their neck on the ground and somebody's knee on top of it, what would I like for them to have next? And that's the answer of what you should do. That's what I would tell them. <sighs> Why is it? Cuz it's 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 like a the simplest, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a, there isn't anything you can say other than treat people good. You know what I mean? Like, why is, that's such a, the fact that it has to be a, a part of a conversation. That, right? That, that's why hey, you were, you were talking about it and you're like, you know, this is a great moment. It's a baton change. And I was like, that is dope. And then I thought, I was like, if it goes perfectly, they'll kill less of us for no reason. So it's yeah. almost like the, if it goes perfectly, the person will do the thing they should have been doing at a bare minimum all along. But that's progress, man. That's progress. And then mm. there, it's still, there is still ice and there are still people in cages. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we need to take some of this attention and we'll move it over there. And there's, you know what I mean? There's a long list of things that we got to deal with. But this one in particular just happens to, you know, Hopefully people are able to understand empathy and utilize the same empathy for the next thing that they get on their plate, be it business or politics. Yeah. You know, um, this morning it hit me. I don't, I, it was, it was just like a weird thought out of nowhere. I was like, so I was raised in Logan Heights in San Diego, which is, you know, considered a, a barrio or a ghetto or whatever. Now it's been, there's a lot of gentrification has happened, but, um, well, growing up, yeah, it was it was a, like it was a pretty rough place. I I think it this this was a, this basically this is what I came to, and I don't. It was almost like I it, I I awoke to this idea because I think I had been um, stashing it away as something that's just normal. But I grew up with three cousins we were all kind of like brothers we my grandmother raised us as when our parents worked so we were all in the neighborhood all four of us all four of us have been handcuffed have been thrown on a car and have had a gun pointed at us at some point all four of us like right and it wasn't something that we even talk about you know what i mean like our family doesn't even talk about it it's not it was almost it i it that little thing dawned on me of like oh wow like why is that normal why is that why do why did i make that normal in my head right you know what i mean like that's just something that happens like and i i think with me and you we can probably say that's probably 99% of our friends yeah right yeah i can i could I can't grab one right now out of thin air, a friend's name that that didn't that hasn't happened to. Right. Why is that such a normal thing? You know what I mean? Like I uh, and obviously I'm, you know, I'm just asking to ask. It's not there's not I know there's not a clean cut answer. And I know that it's it has a lot to do with like the psychology and the stuff that we're, we you know, that we grow up in. But I know it's I know it's the same for you. You know what I mean? 
it it is, man. And um, I'll I'll say this to that. I'll say this to that. There are certain separations that we make idealistically and um, with, let's say, this elephant project that we're mm-hmm. doing. This is a really good example of, of rap as a product and people listen to it. But it's also a lifestyle. And that lifestyle is now what you see in the news and what's happening to the, the black people that make the music listen to it. And, you know, so so there's there's the lifestyle and there's the product. And like with this, again, with this Elephants Project, that's a really good example of how people really should be operating. Like Amplified is a, is a, is a, is a brewer that took what they do and they just teamed up with somebody else who does what they do. And we are, I'm a man of color, Gars, you know, he's a man of color, like, and that's, that's what it should be. It should just be businesses going in together and not waiting until now where it's like, oh, by the way, I work with, well, you know, no pat on the back, but Amplified Ale can be like, yeah, we, we've been doing that. Like we teamed up over there. And I think that's a a key thing to do is to be like, we got to have rap be the lifestyle and not just be, just like you said, like not just the music. People have to like live it and, and, you know realize you're living in it you're not just listening to it you're living in it it's not crooked officer the song it's crooked officer right next to you right you know what i'm saying like you're in that tape yeah we need to, we need to accept the lifestyles you know and start blending them a little bit more i think that that's that empathy that's that empathy where you're not watching the movie anymore you're realizing the movie is about real life you're not mm. just listening to the rap record you're realizing that record yeah. is about the movie life. can make you bleed Yo, yeah, not just cry. And you're in the movie and you need to behave as such. Believe it or not, you're the crooked officer. You just don't think you are. And Amplified Ales really is the, you know, kind of the Schindler's List cat who's like, yeah, I got this business. I could use it for something good. Let me do this. Right, right. Let me put, I mean, yeah, let me just empower something that can use it in a different way than it's being used then power is being used, you know? And that's what it needs to be is people, people teaming up with other people and just, you know, being, being in business with people makes harmony. (laughs) I was just, um, so I was just asked this question. Um, shout out to Nate. Nate just asked me a question on an interview. Nate Witzel, shout out to bars weekly. Um, but he said, and I want to ask you, uh, he said, he asked, um, um, what is, what can, what should rappers now, now you're encompassing everything we know, right? Like all the types of, not everybody was doing social commentary before this, right? And it wasn't like it was whack or was it like it was, they were just doing something else. Does that, do artists have to change their narrative right now? Do you feel like the artists need to what 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 is the responsibility of like hip hop artists right now in this time? What's their responsibility if if there is one? Do do business, connect and interact with your peers and specifically peers of color to build positive results. So no, you don't have to do a Talib Kweli song, no disrespect to Talib, or you don't have to do a positive rap song. If you do gangster shit, you do pimp shit, do that shit. Get somebody, you know what I'm saying? Get 
in, bring in somebody from the other side to yeah. do that. If you do punk, do it music, on another level. Like yeah, put it yeah. up. Do and if if you do punk music and it's traditionally in a in a in a suburban neighborhood, get a get a get some some black cats and and find a way to do business. Get them done. Get your t shirts over there. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. There's a place to do business where you can interact with people and let that be your place of interaction. Choosing not to do business with somebody can can be just as as you know detrimental as as some other stuff right that, yeah and then and doing business i'd I'd add to that like you actually have to what what I think a lot of this is 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 taking right now or it's going to take is you getting out of your normal cycle of doing things right like it it probably is in the best interest of us all for you to take the little extra time to look for the independent worker, right? Like the independent contractor, the look, look for that because, and, and even if you need like a a more than a reason, if you need more than a reason of, of empathy, here's just a logical one. It seems as if the world is moving in that direction anyways. So you could just start living like that now. You could just start shopping locally if you know that there's things that are local. You don't have to. I mean, these things will help us all. This, The pandemic is an example of that, right? Of us going – human beings consistent want to see what's on the other side of that hill because it might be better than what I have right here, right? And because we live in that manner, it's super easy for things like the pandemic to spread because people are not necessarily – they don't feel self-contained in the place they live, right. right? They feel like they have to go somewhere else. You have to go to like this beautiful beach to just relax and that costs money and that's on the other side of the planet because nothing in your neighborhood is what you want it to be, right? Yo. Otherwise, why are you doing that? And I think there it, it is it is like um, we are at a place where people it isn't just enough to go like I'm I'm going to help along the normal path that I I do I think you have to you have to do it outwardly you have to take the extra steps like even if it's just one extra step like I know I could I know I could order from. Domino's, right, right, but I could order from the homies pizza spot right here on the corner. That part, right, that part. That thing's going to have to change, and that, and for a lot of people, there's people will equate that to inconvenience, right? Because that's the way it's been sold to us. No, that's inconvenient. Just go to the bigger chain. No. The bigger chain is where you'll get everything. That's it's inconvenient, and it's not. It's literally think about that. It's not. It's just a choice. Yeah. It's you're probably still driving the same distance. You're probably still doing all the same things in the long term. Is it better? Probably it's probably better for you in the long term. So I think that it's just going to take us to, you know, slap ourselves a little bit and go like, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. I kind of we've all kind of sunk into this place of sacrificing freedom for convenience. Right. It's convenient to not have to cry every day about them killing people in the streets it's more convenient to do that it's you feel better if we don't have to see it all the time 
right? And it and like you said earlier about sticking to the to the plan, I think that's one of the reasons it's so important because we can't I'm dreading people waking up and going like, "Oh, oh yeah, remember remember the riots?" Like, damn, that same thing is off, you know, occupy Wall Street. Same mm-hmm. thing is mm-hmm. I'm dreading that. Mm-hmm. But I'm encouraged because I think everybody is. I think there's a lot of – well, a lot of us are dreading that. A lot of people and the people who are not – maybe not even at the – like really invested in the movement. I think one of the things that I'm seeing with that – and this is super interesting. It's going to be hard for you to go back to work. This is crazy. Think about this, dude. It's going to be hard for people to go back to work with a black person if this shit doesn't get figured out. Because you are going to have to you're going to have to have that conversation. If it's going to feel like it's present all the time. I mean to to I I feel I feel what you're saying and I think it, it's like a 50-50 the people who make a lot of the big decisions don't have to be around. That's right. The choice it's true. is they, they have a separate life. Right. And that's what I'm saying is I think the people are going to feel unrest mm-hmm. as long as they have to, because they have to look at it in the face. Right. 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 And we'll, I mean, I'm with you. That's I'm, a good, I'm I mean, if that's the type of pressure that it has to take, because that's what I was going to ask you before we're going to wrap up soon. But before we do like the whole, um, I saw people tweeting like, we don't need allies, we need accomplices, right? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that statement? I'd have, to, I'd have to see what it is in context. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure what it means. I think, oh, they're, they're saying like, you know, as far as like white people joining into the, into the movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and fully being immersed. And fully being immersed, right. Um, I, th- I, I can't speak to that. I can't speak to that. I can say that um, being empathetic is important and being able to see this other person's point of view. If that's what it is to be an accomplice, you know what I mean? Like to to be, Mm -hmm. that's, I get that and I'm in support of that. I think that is such a powerful thing for this is cats have to really be like, what's it like to be, you over there, how is this going to look mm. to you? How does this how does this go for you? Right. Because I think it's been very one sided. So yeah. Yeah. Man. What else do you have to say? Um I wanted to talk about a whole bunch of art shit on this. We gotta do one where it's just all art, man. This is this is this is shenanigans. Yeah, you're not you're not I don't you're not going nowhere. <laughs> I'm assuming you'll be on like every other week. Yeah, that's the plan. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to do these as as much as possible. Um, like I, I, we've definitely taken a turn on Crappy Awesome now, where we've done. You know, we did six, seven years of interviews, right? Um, and I just want to have conversations now, and and sometimes that conversation might be with the same person because it's appropriate for that conversation to be with the same person. Um, but I also want people to see the like. Man, we have really dope friends. You know what I mean? Like we have some dope friends with that that have some really dope ideas. Um, aside from them being artists, mm-hmm. right? Like just on some people shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to having more of those conversations, man. So of course you're gonna be back. 
I'm into it. I mean, I, I'm uh, I'm hoping you're low key, like falling into the the co-host role at some point because that would be dope. I'd love for me and me and Eddie to be doing that. Like Johnny Carson had a couple of different people who would be on the couch. Yeah. I'd love if it was like between me and Eddie. You don't Eddie know which one of us. Eddie will put his feet all over that couch. <laughs> you don't know which one you of us give you're a getting. Shit. <laughs> Man, um, tell people what they should be looking for for you online. What should they be checking out right now? Uh, Elephants in the Room. It's a logger. It's an album. It's an Instagram. It's a Twitter. Uh, look it up. Elephants in the Room. I'm Parker Edison. Google me. I'm a Googleable artist. Um, that's it. There's so much I could tell you, but keep an eye out for those things and, and I'll fill in the rest. Yeah, man. And uh, make sure you guys check out Platform Collection um, on Instagram. Uh, we're really building the our IGTV over there. Uh, Parker is going to have various content on there. Um, so please go check that out. If you're catching this on YouTube... You know, I said on the first show, I, I this is what I feel. You guys can tell me different if you think it's different, but I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to go all in on YouTube because I just don't agree with YouTube censoring. They're they're censoring so much shit. I find it hard to believe that we could ever monetize any of our videos for the stuff that we talk about. So I'm not even tripping. Go over to IGTV if you really want to support. Um, but if you're here on YouTube, hit the like, hit the subscribe. At least you'll know when we go live. Um, because like I said, we're just going to be coming out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like Randy Orton. Yada da. The RKO. Pow! Like that. Shout out to DJ Root, by the way. Yada da. He said what up. Uh, shout out to the Fresh State. Um, guys, go over to PlatformCollection.com right now. Check out all the new music. I'm about to get off of this and go update that. And that's going to be dope. Um, a lot of dope music, a lot of uh, stuff to, you know, occupy your time while you're, you know, you're thinking those big thoughts. Wait, wait, hey, hey, yep. I got a, I got a song. Can I play a song? Can you play a song? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to go out with a, a premiere, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is, this is unreleased? It's unreleased. It's completely unreleased. Completely unreleased. So this exclusive. <laughs> we the best. We the best. Yeah, it is. Yeah, guys, uh, platformcollection.com, at Cac Jing, you see it on the screen. Um, and if you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, tune in. Thank you so much. Do the same there. If you subscribe, you leave comments. It helps us. It helps the whole situation. Trust me. That is, it's not a small thing. I know you guys see that little, that little like button and you're like, yeah, I'll do it next time. Just do it now. It's, we need it. You can help us out. It's a dope thing. Um, yeah, Parker Edison. And this is uh, Elephants in Room. What is song is this? Do you know? No, I don't. Okay. This is this is the Elephants in the Room exclusive. And yeah, we'll see you guys yeah, next time. Smarty, already motherfuckers, huh? Uh, nah, B, he's trying to do business, B. I mean, in the zone and whatnot. Fact. I don't be trying to chat up all the cool kids. I wanna be all up in their faces. Nah, uh, new guy, go get your own thing. I don't want y'all up under my spaces. New me, I don't know what you heard about, but word I'm out the round of town, I'm all on my D's. On my J, on my bleak, on my feet, you, ah, she don't know what that means, so I don't speak.
culture. That means for the birds. If I say you ain't from around here, that means you're trying to infiltrate. You probably from the birds. That's why anytime I'm in the party, I'm the first to throw your bum ass out. Old stack boot boy, kick rocks with your new friends. Tell them I got old ones. Nope, they don't know I'm Tell them it's the team, baby. Get them up to speed. I'll be in my own zone. Yep, I don't speak. I don't speak. I don't speak to you. I don't speak. I don't speak to him. I don't speak. I don't speak to them. I don't speak. To idiots, to liars, to yes men, who steal, or gossipers, who rumor, that's fakeness, for real.